Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Happy New Year's Eve. That's when we're coming at you, coming at you live here on Thursday, December 31st, the final edition of the Anthony Aniano Show for the calendar year 2015. We're coming at you uh, early in the morning, 9 a.m. Eastern time here, if you're listening to us live on Blog Talk Radio. If you're listening on iTunes, we do appreciate it. As always, as you know, I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Aniano, and joining me as he always does, we'll go to him in a minute, my colleague and co-host, Mr. Douglas Durdaller. Don't forget, give us a call. Uh, we got an interesting show lined up tonight, so give us a call at 347-838-8088, Twitter, A. Aniano Fantasy, or follow the show on Facebook at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Chat room is up and running. Jump in there. Uh, questions, comments, anything you want to talk about, uh, you can throw them in the chat room. We'll read them on the air. Or, you can, like I said, you can give us a call. Doug, it's New Year's Eve. Um, we're too old for any nonsense, so we'll just talk sports instead today. How are you, my friend? Anthony, I'm outstanding. What a fancy football season. It's, it, there are some things we're going to talk about later. I can't even wrap my head around how do you sum the season up. It, it's just such a cluster blank. It's just hard to comprehend. Yeah, you know, it's funny you, you say that. It It might be the most bizarre fantasy football season I've ever been associated with. And you and I have done leagues together for 10 years. Uh, I've been playing for probably about 15. The, the tide has changed, in my opinion. If you're like, and, and I'm going to go right at it. I'm, we're going to talk the running back position. I think that's going to be a hot topic today. The, the, the need for the elite running back is just not needed. The ineffectiveness... The timeshares, the the injury proponent at, at that position, I'm convinced you can win. And, and you and I, we, we joke, but I did it again in the league we're in. You can win with early round wide receivers, late and free agent running backs, and, and average quarterbacks with the right matchups. Fantasy football, especially in a PPR league, Doug, and tell me if you disagree, is all about wide receivers, and tight ends who can make plays. Uh, I partially agree with you. Uh, you know, it's also a, a lot of luck sometimes. I mean, from, you know, any given Sunday, it's unbelievable the, the, the differentiation between one week to the other. I mean, I'm mean, looking at my stats right now. The, 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 uh, the fourth best running back was D'Angelo Williams. You know, yeah. Lamar Miller, number three. I mean, and, and the, the drop-off from... You know, the top guy to the fifth or sixth guy is immense. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's wide receiver. And you know what? If anyone is complaining, and if any of your friends out there, uh, any of our listeners, if any of your friends are complaining about injuries this season, their their argument is invalid because everybody was decimated. I mean, yeah. I know people who lost their first two rounds in injuries, you know. It's it's just such a random thing. You You really never, never know. Yeah, I mean, Doug, I, I look at it this, right? I'm looking at one league, and it's a PPR format. 
and Devonta Freeman ended the season as the number one ranked fantasy scorer at the running back position, which is absurd when you consider he was drafted probably after Tevin Coleman, who was supposed to be the starter for the Falcons and was the starter for the Falcons week one, got injured. Devonta Freeman ran with it. Okay. Adrian Peterson was tremendous. Okay. But I mean, Doug, I'm looking at the same. Lamar Miller was three. D'Angelo Williams, four. Doug Martin, five. Gurley, six. In a PPR format, Danny Woodhead was the number seven scoring fantasy running back. And this is not a guy who you would have played week in and week out. You would not have played Lamar Miller week in and week out. Answer me this. Other than Devonta Freeman and Adrian Peterson, name me a running back who was a must start from week one to week 16. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, you can't do it. No, I mean, when he was healthy, you know, Le'Veon Bell. But that was, that was right, a very short-lived period. Right, but that's my point is, exactly. When you think of Mark Ingram was, he got hurt. Matt Forte right. was out for a while. McCoy was out for a while. Jeremy Hill was a huge disappointment. Eddie Lacy was just god-awful. There's no oh, other word oh, to describe him. You know, Latavius Murray stayed on the field, but at the same time, not every week did you feel comfortable using him. John, Jonathan Stewart had a pretty darn good fantasy football season. And who would have thought that? The, the, the influx of the PPR running back, the third down back, being a consistent option, is increasing every year. Theo Riddick, Bilal Powell. Deion Lewis before he blew out his knee in New England, then James White in New England. You can win with these PPR backs who are averaging five or six catches a game because right now they may be more consistent than, than some of the running backs. I mean, Jamal Charles goes out, Chandrick West goes out, uh, uh, Spencer Ware takes out. I mean, the Chiefs had three viable starters, yet no superstars this year. It was just a, a mess of a situation and, and you and I draft together. We've done more than one league. This year we were in one league together. You and I followed that format, Doug. We went wide receiver heavy early, my friend. We sat and waited for the quarterback. You know what? You were, I believe, Dez and Julio Jones in rounds one and two. Right. I was Calvin and Odell Beckham. The truth is, Dez was a huge bust for you. Uh, Calvin, not as big a bust, but not a dominant play. He's no longer a first round pick. Right. You and I rode Julio Jones and Odell Beckham as far as we could. Yeah, you know, and we 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 discussed it two years ago. We were kind of leaning towards that direction. Uh, this year, last year, we we said it again, and this year we 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 were we were adamant. You know, just go concentrate on your wide receivers. I mean, it's it's the, the running back you just never know. Now you have a couple of guys. You have uh, Adrian Peterson. Uh, who's who's consistent with his playing time? You know he's going to get almost all the work, and uh, you know I mean after that, who's left? That that's just the guy. Yeah. Nobody. Well, you're going to have you figure you figure Todd Gurley's going to be that type of running back now in, with the Rams. Right. Um, I think Doug Martin is still that type of running back in Tampa. He kind of uh, uh, salvaged his career with a terrific season this year. Um, Devonta Freeman, will he be that guy next year? That's up for debate. Uh, and David Johnson in Arizona, but it's a small sample right now. And it, trust me, it's a, it's a pretty darn good sample. Yeah. But 
at the very least, Andre Ellington will probably still be in Arizona next season, who's a right. he could develop into a very good third down back. But you know, there's not many where you're going. I can hatch my, I can hitch my fantasy success onto this running back. However, you can hitch your fantasy success onto Julio Jones, onto Antonio Brown, onto Odell Beckham when he's not getting suspended for the championship game. You can hitch your success to them. And especially if you pair the Antonio Brown with the Ben Roethlisberger, the Odell Beckham with the Eli Manning, that to me is a huge recipe for success, not only for this season, but going forward, Doug. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, I like the connections of, of quarterback, wide receiver, and, and there, there's 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 a, a good amount this year. You know, one of my questions is uh, is David Johnson going to be last year's C.J. Anderson? Everyone's high on him. You had a small sample, and you mentioned that mm-hmm. about you you were all over that uh, preseason about C.J. Anderson. You know, small sample is that enough to go on. People will draft him at the end of first round. And they were just, you know, you know, decimated by that. Is David Johnson going to be that guy? It's hard to say. People are saying he's uh, he runs like a Buick, looks like a Porsche. You know, it's it's one of those guys yeah. where you know, do, do I put him on my radar or do I let somebody else take him? Yeah, we'll talk about that towards the end, Doug, because it's interesting you mentioned that. Um, I did an article for Draft Valley. It went up on DraftValley.com yesterday, where I project. I looked ahead to 2016. And I left David Johnson out of my top five, and I got some kickback on that. I got some kickback on that, and I want to get your thoughts on it. But, Doug, before we look ahead to 2016, which is uh, less than 24 hours away, shocking to say it. What's it, about 70 degrees outside today, by the way, here in the New York area? Unbelievable. (laughs) Um, Global warming, here it comes. Anyway, (laughs) let me me ask you this. Go back to this season, and when you look at everything – who, in your view, was the Fantasy Football 2015 MVP? Whew. Well, I've been racking my brain on this because, for me, it's uh, the most valuable player, but also, for me, it's where you were picked. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and there are a lot of guys you can, you can put up there, um, and there are a lot of different situations that altered a lot of guys. For me, this year, drumroll please, my MVP was was Carson Palmer. Wow. Explain. It, it, was, it, was, it was a tough decision. Uh, the reason was he was uh, in a 10-team league. He was averaged to go about round 13, 12 or 13. Now, he was often drafted as a, as a backup. Now, overall, as far as points-wise, he's one of the top guys. The fact that you got him as a backup and he gave you that many points. I mean, he had 34 touchdowns, only 10 interceptions. He had nine games where he threw for 300 yards or over. A lot of leagues get that bonus points for the 300-yard mark. Uh, one of those games was a 400-yard 400 uh, yard game. Um, only one game did he give you under 20 points. For me, value-wise... I put that for me that put him at the top. Wow. You know, it's funny you mentioned in a 10 team. To heck with a 10 team. I had Carson Palmer as a backup quarterback 
in a 14-team league, Doug. Got him wow. around 10 or 11 in a 14-team <laughs> league. Um, Tom Brady was my number one. Right. Uh, I, you know me. I don't normally draft a backup quarterback, but in a 14-team uh-huh. league, the, the, the player well dries up pretty quick. And Carson Palmer was clearly, in my view, the best player on the board. And it was funny. I spent the first half of the season trying to trade Carson Palmer, and I never got what I thought was fair value for him. Right. He ended sure. up, you know, I ended up playing matchups with him and Tom Brady. I love the pick of Carson Palmer. I really do. Um, I'm going to disagree a little bit. I am going to stay, though, at the quarterback position. And it's funny we're naming the quarterback as the fantasy MVP because at the same time, anybody who's ever listened to our show will know, we will say, do not draft the quarterback early. Do not draft the quarterback early. But, But this is kind of... The reason why is because my MVP is Cam Newton, another player who maybe, maybe in a 12-team league was drafted at the end of the top 12. And if you've listened to our show, I said I didn't love Cam Newton. Uh, I didn't know who he was throwing the ball to. I'll be honest, I, I watch him on Sundays. I still don't know who he's throwing the ball to. I can't believe it's Ted Ginn. But, you know, <laughs> Cam Newton is... A, a just at the end of the top tier of quarterbacks uh, in August, in my view, they he came off a disappointing season, and here he is. He finishes up the season with thirty, well, with one game left, thirty-three touchdown passes, ten interceptions. But then you include the eight rushing touchdowns, six hundred twenty-six rushing yards. Um, the guy was tremendous all year. If you used him two weeks ago. In the fantasy semifinals, uh, depending on your scoring system, he put up anywhere from 50 to 60 points. Uh, um, you know, down the stretch, Doug, I know I know in the championship game, which would have been week 16 at Atlanta, he kind of threw up a stinker. Right. But this is a guy who had potentially, again, depending on the scoring system, possibly three or four games over 40 points. Two games over 50. He threw five touchdown passes in three games uh, towards the end of the season, mind you. He did right. that in the semifinal and the last game of the fantasy regular season. He got you in the playoffs and he got you in the championships with two five touchdown passes. Um, I'm giving it to Cam Newton by a hair right. over Antonio Brown, uh, and and partly because of the fact that Cam Newton, Antonio Brown was drafted probably mid to late first round, even though we said he should have been the first overall pick. So because right. you kind of had an expectation for Brown, lesser expectations for Newton, that I give Newton the MVP. Yeah, you know, I, 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 there, are, there are a few names, and we, we probably have the same. And, we, and at this point, Anthony, I think we're, we're probably splitting hairs, but that's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's what makes it fun. My, my top five, and I was, I was all week long, I was just – Racking my brain, my top five I had as Odell Beckham, because uh, like you said, he was probably end of round one, so he, you expected numbers from him. And you know, I, I think for me, he dropped because of that. You know, if you're in the fantasy finals mm-hmm. and you have him as your wide receiver, nothing there, and that's that's a huge hit. And it, it could be that's also a personal preference. You know, how how badly do you feel slighted? You know, like an ex lover by Odell Beckham. I had Beckham, <laughs> Newton. Bortles, Brady, and Palmer. I had Bortles. I was thinking Bortles for a Bortles. while. 
because he was also mostly undrafted in most leagues. And he was, uh, points-wise, he was top five. Let me see, one, two, three, four. Bortles was, points-wise, Cam Newton was number two. And also, you forgot to mention, he lost Kelvin Benjamin preseason. Yeah. Which dropped his value up immensely. Uh, Palmer was three, and Bortles was a top five guy. So he's the fifth highest scorer, and he was undrafted. So for me, just, just for value purpose, and for me, I, I went a lot with the, the value of where he got them. And for Palmer, it was either probably a, a late draft, and Bortles was a, definitely a waiver wire guy. That's why that put those two up top for me. Uh, I mean, Cam Newton, I, I thought about him too. And, and like you said, those, those five touchdown games really, you know, he won you a couple of big games there. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, Doug, that goes back to why we always say, A, don't draft a quarterback early. Ask the guys who in the second round drafted Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers how their season went. Odds are it did not go well because you missed out on a, in a uh, running back or wide receiver who could have helped you, and you got a quarterback who let you down. So, so that's number one. And number two, why you will never see me ever in a keeper league format, however your keepers work, keep a quarterback. You'll never see me keep a quarterback because of the fact that, that you've now kept the quarterback. I can find 12 other quarterbacks who are going to play well, and I'm able to keep. Now I've got, I think, an advantage on you. Because I've kept a wide receiver or a running back, which is harder to find. I mean, Doug, go through the list of quarterbacks. Brady, Newton, Bortles is now in the conversation. Breeze, Palmer, Russell Wilson, Eli Manning. Um, Heck, you could go Derek Carr next year. If you told me you were going to go Derek Carr next year as your fantasy quarterback, I'd say fine. How far are Aaron Rodgers going to drop? How far is Andrew Luck going to drop in a draft? I think I've already named eight or nine players who you could say, okay, Matthew Stafford came on strong. Heck, you found out you could win with Ryan Fitzpatrick this season. Right. Kirk Cousins is certainly providing value as maybe not your number one, but he's a number two who you could platoon with an Andy Dalton. You have young kids like Jameis Winston who's come on and looked terrific. There's there's more than enough quarterbacks to to win with. And you'll hear this next you know, summer, as we're previewing drafts, and you'll hear me screaming from the rooftops, do not, in your keeper leagues, keep a quarterback. Do not. No, I, because I, I, even I, I if, agree. and I know, and oh, well, I got him in the 10th round. Yeah, well, you know what? You could draft Jameis Winston in round 11 and be just as successful, potentially. Uh, that's just me, though. People sometimes look at me like I'm nuts about the whole quarterback thing. But there's no reason to keep them. You know, I won leagues this year with with uh, I uh, one league I had Matthew Stafford because I drafted Aaron Rodgers. I, I I went against my own beliefs, drafted Aaron Rodgers, and ended up having to add Matt Stafford in one with him. And you know, in all league, Doug, uh, I drafted Eli Manning in round ten. I rode him to the championship game, paired him up with Odell Beckham. When Odell Beckham was suspended, I had to bench Eli. I was able to pluck Kirk Cousins off the waiver wire for championship week, and he gave me a 45-point week. Uh, the quarterbacks, I think, are a dime a dozen fantasy-wise. 
You can win with them. And that's the reason they're also our MVPs, because you can find them so late. Their value is just there throughout the entire draft, Doug. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I think it's sometimes it's hard in fantasy football to keep your emotion out of it. And guys love the big names. They love yeah. Aaron Rodgers. They love uh, Andrew Luck. You know, now you know they're loving Cam Newton, Carson Palmer. And I have the same situation with the league we're in, Anthony, where my quarterbacks are Cam Newton and Bortles. And, you know, am I going to sacrifice? I, have, I also have in that league, I have Allen Robinson and David Johnson. Those are two guys yep. that are going rounds one and two. Am I going to sacrifice a freebie for a round one or two guy for a quarterback where I can get uh, basically the same value in round five, mm-hmm. six, seven? I mean, I'm not going to be taking Cam Newton in a, a round one or two or three. I just don't do it. And I'm not going to do it as my keeper as well. I completely agree with that, that assessment. Um, for a keeper, you've you got to go with your best wide receiver or running back. Uh, it's, it's, it's a wasted pick. Like you said, it, I mean, if it's Patrick, you, yeah. you could ride him for at least half a season, you know, as far as matches mm-hmm. are concerned. Why would you waste, you know, yep. a, a keeper when you can get a Fitzpatrick or a Palmer or a Bortles? It, it just doesn't make sense to me at all. Absolutely. And, that, right, I look at your team in this league we're in together. There is no doubt Allen Robinson in round eight and David Johnson, I think, in round 13 as your potential keepers. Even with Newton and Bortles, there's no way you keep either one of them over the wire. So you walk into draft day with a wide receiver one and a running back one. Truthfully, you will probably walk in that league on draft day with the two best keepers of anybody in this one particular format. And, and now if I'm you, I'm sitting, I'm, not, I'm loading up on those skill positions till round six when everybody else is running scared of Andrew Luck. You'll be able to pluck him. And and you should be able to put together a, a nice little team. Doug, let's move on now, though. We've talked about the MVPs and who we like the most. Well, let's talk about the biggest letdown. I've, I've, we've talked about it. There's so many names to choose from. Uh, first, now this is where you look at the first and second round picks. Right. You look at the Eddie Lacy's. You look at the C.J. Andersons. Uh, uh, Des Bryant. Uh, Andrew Luck. Aaron Rodgers, Le'Veon Bell, Jamal Charles. I'm sure I'm missing somebody here. Some of them were just flat-out ineffective. Some of them got injured. I'll give the injured guys a break. Sure. I'll give them a little bit of a break. You know, you can't – Jamal Charles blew out his knee. He didn't plan on doing that. Le'Veon Bell got hurt. He didn't plan on doing that. Andrew Luck's kidney lacerated. Uh, I'll cut him a little slack because that, I think, had to hurt a little bit. Um. I'm going as my fantasy bust. I'm, I, I, it's hard for me to decide who, but I'm going to go. It's a tie for me between C.J. Anderson and Eddie Lacy. They both were primarily on the field. Uh, Eddie Lacy, I saw his go as early as first overall. So if you drafted yep. him first overall, he's probably your bust. But by the by mid season, both of them were not even playable. Not even playable. Uh, huge letdowns. I, I'm going to give it a tie. I just honestly can't make a decision on who's a bigger bust there. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm one of those guys who had Lacey. And, uh, of course, when I sat him week 12, he had about 27 points. And uh, that that hurt me uh, as far as getting into the playoffs. <coughs> Excuse 
excuse me, but yeah, Lacey, he's my number one guy. Um, my my other guy, my other, uh, I, I guess I call him a number two uh, bust is Demarius Thomas out of Denver. Interesting. I mean, he only had one game all season where he broke 100 yards. Um, if PPR format, not as bad because you get the receptions. But, I mean, he, he, look at this this way. His backup, well, not his backup, but his, his counterpart, Emmanuel Sanders, he only outscored him in five games. And Demarius Thomas, for me, I got him uh, either at the end of round one or the very, very beginning of round two. And I, and I was thrilled with getting him. And, you know, I apologize. He broke 100 yards three times. Three times. Okay. Um, still, it's disappointing for, for a wide receiver. That's disappointing. Yeah, I mean, for a guy who's ranked as a, as a top three, you know, basically it was Antonio Brown. And then after him, it was take your, 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 choose your poison between Dez, Julio, Odell, and Demarius. Each one of those guys I would have been more than happy with preseason. And to me, he was a major bust. I'm, I'm getting numbers from him that I could have gotten from, you know, guys like DeAndre Hopkins that you can get around, what was he going, around, about round five or six? You know, Brandon Marshall. Yeah, about Brand, round four. Yeah. Yeah, Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, Marshall round, right. I'm, round nine or ahead, so, roughly. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brandon Marshall, about round, uh, you know, round nine, he, I mean, tre- tremendous. I mean, I, I, you could have, I, 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 I got him late round two in one league, and I was doing cartwheels. Demarius Thomas. I thought I got such a, you know, and on paper, you know, what a value. But you know, we everyone all preseason all the past two years, you know, when is Peyton Manning going to start to decline? And this was it. And if you had Thomas, it hurt you. Yeah, you know, you you, you saw the change in Denver. They wanted to go to a more running attack. Uh, C.J. Anderson ended up with has 625 yards. Eddie Lacy only has 700. Demarius yeah. Thomas. Uh, he's going to be interesting next year where he ends up going uh, in a draft. And it's going to be interesting who ends up throwing him the ball next year. Uh, Brock Osweiler has looked good. I mean, Demarius Thomas, he has the biggest problem with Thomas. He does have 100 receptions. He has just under 1,200 yards. So on paper it looks good, but I get your point, Doug. In a non-PPR league, uh, you know, the games haven't been outstanding, and he is the biggest issue. He only has five touchdowns. Right. He only has five touchdowns on the season, which is, you know, a a huge letdown for Demarius Thomas. You know, this year he has five touchdowns. He's coming off last year. 2014, he had 11. 2013, he had 14. 2012, he had 10. You know, so he's had, and and all of those years, he had over 1,400 yards. Last year, he had over 1,600 This year, he's going to break 1,200, so he's down about 200 yards, and he's down a significant amount of touchdowns. I still see him going probably at the end of the first round next year, but, yeah, I'm with you on that. He's a letdown that the whole Denver team is in flux. It's going to be interesting. Um, I'm going to give it to Lacey. Like I said, Lacey was a first-round pick, possibly a first overall. But C.J. Anderson, too, Doug, Guys were getting themselves worked up like they were watching cheap porn over C.J. <laughs> Anderson. And, uh, you know, and they, while they were watching it, the feds busted in, I guess. I don't know, because they went limp in a hurry. And he – you knew you were done with C.J. Anderson by about week two. 
Like, to me, Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy, you kept holding out hope for Eddie Lacy. Yep, yep. You kept holding out hope. And then he'd show you a little something, and you'd get him back in your lineup. I think all hope for C.J. Anderson was given up very early. We were done with yeah, him. We he, had moved on to we moved on to Ronnie Hillman and and C.J. Anderson. We were done with. Yeah, and I, I remember preseason, C.J. Anderson for me, Anthony was one of those guys. I I told you I would not touch him, and that's exactly why. I think you you kind of on board with that, and that's the reason why we just didn't know if what we had last year was enough to really, you know, convince us, and we weren't convinced. And he showed us the perfect reason why. Um, just, just to backtrack for one second, Anthony, just to put in perspective, uh, Doug Baldwin this year got five touchdowns in two games compared to Demarius Thomas over the entire season. Ten touchdowns in four games. And he was a waiver wire guy mm-hmm. or a late rounder, and Demarius Thomas was a round one guy. So I just wanted to—I want to vent my frustrations right there with him. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know it, it's true. I mean, there are so many other wide receivers who outperformed Thomas who went later. Like you said, Brandon Cooks, uh, uh, Jordan Matthews. Uh, they didn't go that far later, but they did go after Demarius Thomas. And, and you know, and they let people down. There's just there's no, no doubt about it. Doug, let's go real quick position by position. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw the quarterback position at you. Um, okay. Your top three, as we see the season wind down, and you look ahead to next year, 2016, and then we'll break it down into our top ten. But when we look ahead to 2016, and you start, we have a lot of time between now and then, a lot can change, I know that. When you look at the quarterback position and you plan, okay, these are my three guys. Who are you, the top three quarterbacks on your board for next season? For me, the the guys I feel most comfortable with, um, and you know, if, it's it's kind of hard. It, it depends on how you look at it. I mean, I'm not saying these guys are going to be the top three guys next year, but they're the three guys I'm most comfortable that aren't going to bust. Mm-hmm. And for okay. me, for me, it's Tom Brady, Cam Newton, and uh, tentatively, I would I would put Carson Palmer up there. It's tough with Palmer. He's getting you know his knees are getting old, his body is getting old. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, I, 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 I mean, can he repeat what he did this year? He had a, a very solid season this year. But uh, tentatively, I'm going to put Palmer up there as well. So for me, it's Brady, Newton, and Palmer. Interesting. Um, I got to agree with you on Brady. Until Brady proves me wrong, uh, I, the guy, he'll play forever. I, that's just it. And he'll actually have some healthy wide receivers next year. Um I'm going to put Aaron Rodgers back in my top three. Uh, Jordy Nelson will be back. And I think the injury to Jordy Nelson changed the entire dynamic of that team. You saw Randall Cobb is really a complimentary wide receiver who needs uh, an elite wide receiver to change things. Uh, We saw Devontae Adams is not... (laughs) <laughs> a, a suitable wide receiver to make up for the loss of Jordy Nelson. Nope, so I will put well. Aaron Rodgers in that in that mix as well. My number three to go along with those two guys. Um, I think I know who you're thinking, but, but go ahead. 
It's a big part of me that wants to say Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. A big part of me. Um, I look at Big Ben and that offense, and on paper, he should have the best offense in the league. Right. Antonio Brown, the best wide receiver. Martavius Bryant is a stud, and you're going to hopefully have him a full season. Remember, he missed four games. Marcus Wheaton has gotten better and better as the season has gone on. He could be a wide receiver two on most teams. He's a wide receiver three. And we forget, because D'Angelo Williams has done such a terrific job this season, how much better than that Le'Veon Bell is as a pass catcher. You are now providing Ben Roethlisberger four top flight. I'm going to say three elite and one very good, that's Marcus Wheaton, and three elite pass-catching options. It's tough not to put Ben in that list, but that's, again, I'm going to go back to my theme from earlier. Am I upset if I miss out on Brady, Rogers, and Ben? No, odds are I won't get one of them, you know, because they're going to go earlier, because we have left off of that list Drew Brees, who's had another terrific season, Tom Bray, uh, uh, um, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford. I left Cam Newton off the list. And the reason I left Cam Newton off this list is Cam Newton had an unreal season. It would be difficult for him to exceed those numbers. So as good as he's been, he could have a terrific year next year, but it'll be tough to be better than he was this year. So I kept him off. But, you know, there's just so many QBs who I think you can win with. I'm okay missing those three. But that's who I'm putting in my top three. That, that, that offense, like Carson Palmer, that offense around Big Ben is just so, so talented. It's tough to say no to him, Doug. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, he's, you know, going into every season, I, I look at offenses and I think, which offense am I thinking that I, I definitely want a piece of that offense, either a wide receiver, a running back, or – a quarterback. And, you know, I, I got to admit, uh, the Steelers is one of the few teams where, you know, arguably the, the best running back and wide receiver if Le'Veon Bell is healthy. Uh, and, you know, Ben is no slack, slacker himself. So, yeah, I mean, they have all the pieces where you definitely want a piece of that offense. And like you said, definitely wait on the quarterback, wait on Ben um, if you can. But, yeah, there are only a few teams where, you know, all three pieces, the three main pieces, you can say, I want a piece of that. Uh, you're talking the Steelers. Um, maybe, maybe you can get argument for the, the Jaguars, if they can repeat next year. Wow, I mean, yeah. always, you know, they're, they're a young team, so there's a chance they can repeat. But, I mean, how many other teams can you say that with? You, you, I mean, Arizona. Uh, well, you know what? Who's, which wide receiver are you going to take there? Floyd, yeah, Floyd. Because I mean, it's. I, I agree with. I was thinking Arizona, but the wide receiver is the one where it's kind of like a little bit interchangeable. Uh, I mean, last last this preseason, we would have said Green Bay, but it didn't really work out. So yeah, uh, and that's the thing that I find interesting. You know, how late can you grab? Can you get the Rodgers, Jordy, Matt, Jordan, Nelson combination later? than you normally could because of Aiden Nelson coming off the injury, Rodgers coming off the less than effect, less than stellar year. Uh, uh, you know, a lot to, to develop between now and then. 
but you could grab them a little later. Doug, running back position, give me your top three for 2016. Whew, man, that's that's the toughest, toughest, for me, the toughest position to do. Uh, We were talking before the show, what a a mess the running back Mm -hmm. positions were. Um, I'd have to say for for this year, uh, at least in PPR format, I'm going uh, Devonta Freeman, uh, Mr. Consistency of uh, Adrian Peterson, and mm-hmm. uh, a- after that, you know, a number it's, it's almost like pick your poison because there's a slight drop off after that. You know, Doug Martin, D- Daniel Williams, you could say because he he played a lot, uh, possibly Gurley. Uh, for me, it's, it's basically it's Devonta Freeman, Agent Peterson, and then just everybody else. So when you sit down next August and rank your running backs. Devonta Freeman and Adrian Peterson will be your top two on draft day? Um, well, you know what? Funny you mention that. Um, in fantasy football, it's not really what you did this year. It's what exactly. do I think you can do next year. And uh, my uh, next year, my, well, I don't know if you want to discuss next year's top guys yet, but uh, – who no, are you my, my, when you look at when you look at 2016? When you, if you we get off this, your New Year's Eve is a bust. Your wife realizes that you're boring. She goes out. The kids go to bed. You find yourself home alone tonight on New Year's Eve. Uh, wouldn't be the first time for either one of us. And you you bust over and you go, right, I'm going to win this next year. I'm going to start preparing now for 2016. You start a preseason rank of your running backs for next season's draft. Who are your top three? My top three. Well, you know what? If, if I got my list, my top guys, my top running backs next year, the question is going to be, do I go with Mr. Consistency? Of, uh, do I accept, you know, Adrian Peterson? He'll, he'll give me 15 every week. Sometimes he'll give me mm-hmm. 20, 25. You know, are you comfortable with that? Or... Do you think that Devonta Freeman is going to have a repeat? I don't think – I think he'll have a decent season, but not a repeat this yeah. year. Uh, or do I go for the, the gangbusters and go with Todd Gurley? You know, yeah. uh, the, the new AP for the most part, he's, the guy's an absolute beast on a mediocre team. Mediocre, well, actually, you know what? Mediocre offense. Defense is, is a little better than average. The offense, I'd say, you know, they, they started to pick up it in the season. They started surprising people. So basically, it's for me. It's between Gurley and Adrian Peterson, and I'm I'm going to need the off season to ponder that to see some preseason work next year to see what they do, you know, with their team. But if, right now, it's it's between those two. Do I go for the Do I go for it all with Gurley, or do I play safe with Peterson? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I I agree with you on Peterson. I agree with you on Gurley. Now, you know, Peterson, you have the age issue. He's going to be 31 next year. So that's always a concern. Uh, um, but you know what? He's come back from a blown-out knee. He's come back from missing a year due to suspension. Uh, he just keeps defying the odds, I guess you could say. Uh, I, I put him in my top three. I agree with you. Gurley is in my top three because he is that type of running back. I'm not going to worry about a timeshare or anything else when it comes to him. The third running back is interesting. I agree with you. I'm not even considering Devonta Freeman there. He's a top ten. He'll probably be a late first round into the second round pick, especially in the right. PPR format. 
Um, David Johnson of Arizona is in consideration, but you mentioned the small sample size, the C.J. Anderson comparison. Andre Ellington is still in the picture. I'm assuming Chris Johnson won't be. I got to put Le'Veon Bell in my top three. Yeah, I was thinking Bell he's coming, well. he's coming off the knee. He's coming off the knee. This was a guy who was probably the first overall pick, would have been, if it wasn't for the suspension at the start of the season. Still was a top five pick. He's coming off the blown out knee. We know the ACL nowadays, the blown up knee, is not the career killer. I am, I am, if you tell me I'm sitting at pick number five and Le'Veon Bell is there, it's a no-brainer. He's the guy I've got to take. Again, going back to that Pittsburgh offense, he is in my top three at the running back position. Uh, the, the guy's a stud. He'll be fine. And, I mean, let's be honest. You look at that Pittsburgh offense, I don't know if D'Angelo Williams does what he did last year in another offense. He was able to do that partly because of the offensive system he was in in Pittsburgh. If, if D'Angelo Williams could do what he did, imagine what Le'Veon Bell could have done this year. Uh so he would be my third running back for 2016. Doug, one more position, well, two more positions, and then we'll look at an overall top ten. Top three wide receivers. Again, fast forward till next August. Me, wide receivers, my top three are easy. It's Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, and Julio Jones. To me, they're a no-brainer. Top three, uh, DeAndre Hopkins misses out. Calvin Johnson, Des Bryant, they have slid down. There's no doubt about that. Doug, your top three wide receivers for 2016. Um, I'm going to go with basically the same three, different order. I'm going to go with uh, Antonio Brown. And, again, we're splitting hairs here. I'm going Brown, Beckham, and Jones. Brown, because like we said, and we've uh, discussed plenty so far tonight, um, you know, their offense is just extremely potent. Clearly the best offense out of, the, out of the three, those three teams. Um Odell has, as of right now, clearly has the better quarterback with Eli Manning. Um, Matt Matt Ryan hurt, angered a lot of people this year, so I would put Julio as a number three on that list. You know, I I I I may argue that Julio Jones is the better of the three, but as far as offensive wise, he's he's number three. Yeah, you know, Julio had more receptions than all three of them. I mean, Odell Beckham doesn't even have 100 receptions on the year. He didn't miss the last game. He has significantly more yards than Odell Beckham, and uh, he does have about 100 more yards than Antonio Brown. The big difference, though, for me is the touchdowns. You know, Odell Beckham has 13. uh, Brown has nine. Julio has eight. uh, The only guy who has more touchdowns, Brandon Marshall has the same as Odell Beckham with 13, and Allen Robinson has 14. Um you know, so so I give Beckham the nod over over Julio just by a little bit because of the the increase in touchdowns. But yeah, I think we agree on that. Doug, tight end position. I think Gronkowski will still lead the way. I still think he'll be the top top tight end in fantasy football next year. But who else do you like at the tight end position? Let's round out that top three. I think there's some new names at the top of that list for the tight end position next year, Doug? Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think you have to keep Gronk at number one. I mean, he, he is Gronk. He has Brady. Uh, whoever's in the backfield, you know, you never know, but it doesn't really matter for the most part in New England. Uh, but, yeah, you got to keep Gronk at number one. 
Um, for me, the question for Gronk is: Is he? Do you take him in the first round still, or the second rounder? It's, it's a it's a tough call. Uh, but besides him, I got to put your guy Jordan Reed up there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he not as consistent, but I mean, he had. And out of all players, not just tight ends, but out of all position players, one of the best fantasy football playoff seasons out of anybody. And uh, one of the I think who had the best was uh, is the other guy thrown to him was uh, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins. But uh, for me, the top three is, is going to be Gronkowski, Reed, and uh, probably I think a safer pick is Olsen. Yeah, I think Olsen's a safe pick. I mean, Jordan Reed he he's a big game away this weekend from having a 1,000-yard season at the tight end position. He has actually more receptions than both Greg Olson and, and Rob Gronkowski. 11 touchdowns, the same amount as Gronkowski. Securing for me that I won't take Gronkowski. He will not be on any of my teams, especially if he's a first or second round pick, because of the Jordan Reeds, the Greg Olsons, uh, Travis Kelsey, 71 catches, 865 yards. Doug, Delaney Walker, Delaney Walker, Needs six. Delaney Walker had more receptions than any of the guys we've mentioned. He needs six yards to end up with a thousand on the season. Delaney Walker is, I think, still an underrated tight end. Uh, I put him in my top. And we haven't even mentioned Tyler Eifert. <clears throat> and Tyler Eifert led all tight ends in touchdowns this season with twelve. The tight end position is another position that's growing deeper and deeper. Gronk, Reed, Olson. Gary Barnage, the old the guy, he's come on in Cleveland. Delaney Walker, Kelsey, Ben Watson had a terrific year. Tyler Eifert, you saw Zach Ertz finally develop. You're seeing Richard Rodgers develop. Antonio Gates isn't dead yet. Um, so you're seeing a, a top 10. I don't know if I could go 12. I go top 10 at the tight end position, which has been providing some pretty darn good value uh, guys with over 100 targets, with over 70 catches. You're looking at one, two, three, four, five, probably five wide receivers, uh, five tight ends who have a legitimate shot at a thousand yard year. Um, one, two, three. Barnage needs only one more. About four or five tight ends who could end up with 10 touchdowns. Good season for the tight end position this year. A lot of depth there. Um, who knows where Jimmy Graham when he comes back and where he ends up. So a uh, lot of lot of talent there, Doug. Let's wrap up the show now. We've gone. We've looked at the season that passed. We're looking ahead now. You're on the clock. It's August 29th, 2016. You got a beer in your hand. You're in someone's backyard. It's it's draft night. Best night strippers. of the summer. Are there strippers there? Uh, hopefully. Possibly, okay. possibly some adult entertainment. You got the first overall pick. 12-team PPR format. The pizza's been eaten. The wing sauce is all over your face. You look like a schlep. Who are you taking? <laughs> uh, I'm taking Antonio Brown. For me, he's the safest pick. He's a, a proven guy time and time again. Um, for me, it's it's a no-brainer, Brown. Uh, I, I think clearly, Anthony, I, I think you agree with me, the days of need, needing to take a running back in that first or second spot is over. Mm-hmm. It's over. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. especially in PPR formats. For me, Brown's a guy, mm-hmm. no question about it. Interesting. I agree with you. Um, 
I agree with you. He is my number one. He was my number one last year. He's my number one this year. Going forward uh, for 2016, um, he is the best wide receiver, and I I, I, I agree. All right, we're going to continue the game. All right. You're picking number two. Antonio Brown is off the board. Who are you picking at number two? I'm taking we're going to go one through five on this. Okay. There you I'm go. taking Beckham. I I agree. Just too good, Doug. Yeah, I mean he's really, and you know, and listen, fantasy football is is like a high school relationship. You know, you, you get burned, you get upset, you get emotional. You have to try to keep, and that's, I think that's one of the most important things in fantasy football: keep your emotions out of it. It's all about numbers and what they can do for you. You know, if you were burned by Beckham uh, for week sixteen, I understand you're upset. I mean, for some people. I'm sure it lost a championship for him. They were hoping for his, you know, 15 to 35 points he was going to put up, and they, they got zero. So that mm-hmm. it hurts. you got to put that aside and just think logically, not emotionally, uh, and you got to go with Beckham. The guy's just yes, he's phenomenal. I agree. Uh, so, so far, Doug, I, uh, my article that went up on Draft Valley yesterday, uh, I had Antonio Brown one. I had Odell Beckham two. Doug, you're picking number three. People read the article. They're agreeing with us. Who are you taking at, thir- at three? Uh, three, I'm going to go with Julio Jones. You're a smart man. You're a smart man. I, I, I mean, <laughs> Doug, I mean, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak for you here maybe. The PPR format, and I, and Doug, would this change? I, I wouldn't, would not change this even if it was a non-PPR. I would still take these three guys. The amount of yardage and touchdowns they produce, the consistency week in and week out for them, I got to play them in my top three, regardless PPR or non PPR, Doug. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Volume, volume, volume. It's all it's about, and these guys get a ton of volume. They get a ton of play. I mean, they, they were people were they were head hunting on Odell Beckham. They were teeing off on him. You know, he's their go-to guy. He was still getting it done, and you guys, you know. Julio Jones, same thing, you know. He he was that guy. Well, actually, you know, besides Freeman had a, a massive year, but I mean, Julio is still their number one guy. You know, the, mm-hmm. the days of of uh, Julio Jones and Roddy White being the, the top pair wide receivers are yeah. long gone. Long gone. You know, uh, so yeah, I mean, just for for, for volume's sake, those guys are getting most of it. Yep, I agree. Now. Going back to uh, uh, what I had written, I'll finish up my top five, and then I'm going to tell you some of the kickback, because we've agreed one, two, and three. I had Todd Gurley as my number four pick. Okay. I had Adrian Peterson at number five. Okay. Meaning guys like David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, uh, uh, those are probably two of the biggest names, Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, um, they missed out. Really, it was Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson. They missed. I put Gurley at four. I put AP at five. And I was a little scared of AP because of the age. Right. Uh, um, but I but I put him at five. I, co- I couldn't put Bell in the top five. He's coming off the major knee surgery. I didn't put Johnson in my top five because he's – it's a small sample. 
I had Allen Robinson is just missing out. DeAndre Hopkins is just missing out. You could say Brandon Marshall. Uh, he looks reborn uh, playing for the Jets. Who do, who finishes up your top five? Um, well, you know, like like I said before, we're splitting hairs here. Uh, just for safety's sake, I, I was more comfortable taking AP over Gurley. I had Adrian Peterson as number four and Gurley at number five. So I just basically flopped your two. Fair enough. Now, what are your thoughts about Bell and Johnson? Um, to me, those are the only four running backs at, <clears throat> on today, December 31st, 2015. Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and Todd Gurley. Those are the only four running backs I'm looking as a first-round pick. Maybe Devonta Freeman at the very end of the first round, but I see him more in the second round next year. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, 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 I agree. Uh, AP, Gurley. Uh, who did you say? You said Peterson, Gurley, Bell, David Johnson, else? Johnson. Yeah, and maybe maybe Freeman later in the first. Yeah, um, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, it's all. It's the, to me the big question mark is going to be Freeman and Johnson. You know, did, did we see enough about Johnson? I mean, I mean, the guy just he just looked real good. He looked really good. I, I really don't think he's going to bust next year. I don't, I don't think he's going to have a sophomore slump. Um, it could also depend on, you know, if, if Carson Palmer stays healthy. Although you could say that for any quarterback, for the most part. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I I agree. It's uh, it's those four, and you know, if people want to, you know, like you said, it's a it's a long off season. We'll see what happens. But for right right now, you know, I, Bell is my number six guy. I'll, I'll take a chance. And and if if you, if you want to put him as, as your fifth, you know, is, you're splitting hairs for me at four, five, six, seven. It's kind of splitting hairs. Um, towards the back end, it's a little bit iffy for the most part of the first round. But for the top five or six, I think it's, it's, it's pretty solid with uh, Brown, Beckham, Jones, and then in whatever order you want, Bell, Peterson, and Gurley. Yeah, I could agree with that. And then maybe David Johnson. And then I, then I start bringing in some of the wide receivers. I'm bringing Allen Robinson into the conversation. I'm bringing uh-huh. DeAndre Hopkins into the conversation. I'll bring right. Rob Gronkowski into the conversation. Um, <clears throat> Jordy Nelson, I can't bring him into the first round coming off the surgery. I couldn't right. bring him in, though, into the second. Um, you know, Brandon Marshall had a terrific season at wide receiver this year. Is he back to being a top 12? He is up in age. That's a tough call. But, again, I'd rather have the wide receiver than the running back. I really would. So um, so that makes it very, very interesting. Doug, before we wrap up, uh, let's talk a little NFL real quick. Do the Jets get into the playoffs this week? Do they beat Buffalo? Man, that's tough. You know, it's tough because on paper they do. But right. it's, the, it's the AFC East. <clears throat> and, you know, and, and you've got, you got to factor in Rex Ryan – there's so many factors uh, to include. They're playing in Buffalo, correct? Yes. Yeah, so Buffalo is going to be rocking. I mean, I don't know if anyone out there has ever been there. It's, you know, it's, it's Buffalo's, it, it, yeah, there's small town USA feeling, but, man, those people are just, 
you know, fanatic about the team. And you, you got to respect that town for the love of the team. That place is going to be rocking. But you know what? I'm going to go on a limb and say the Jets make the playoffs. All right, so the Jets win. Pittsburgh is out, therefore. Doug, New England Patriots, New York Jets, Cincinnati Bengals, probably the Houston Texans, Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs, your AFC Super Bowl representative. Oof. Well, I'm going to go with a hot hand, and I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say the New York Jets. No, really? Yeah. Interesting. Right now, I think they're as good as any team in the AFC. Interesting. I, I, th- I think they're streaking. And, yeah, listen, I, I know it's the Jets, but, uh, you know, they're, they're, well, I think it kind of says it all, that they're the Jets. But I'm, I'm <laughs> going with the Jets right now. I'm going with the Jets. You know, logic says it's the Patriots, <clears throat> but the Kansas City Chiefs are playing the best football in the AFC. Um, they're deep. They're talented. Their defense is playing great. Um you gotta you gotta consider the Chiefs as well. Doug, NFC. You've got the Redskins, the Packers and the Vikings playing for the NFC North on Sunday night. You got Carolina who's finally taken a loss. You have Arizona who looked out of this world this past week against the Packers. And you got Seattle who was streaking up until this past week when they played uh the Rams. I'll tell you right now, my best team in the NFC, I don't care that they've only lost one game. It's not Carolina. I said it two weeks ago when they allowed the Giants to get back in the game. They, I, I am not sold on the Carolina Panthers. Um, for me, the most complete and talented team in the NFC is the Arizona Cardinals. They are going, not only going to the Super Bowl, I think the Arizona Cardinals win the Super Bowl. Um, what are your thoughts in the NFC? You know, it, it, it's, it's amazing how completely not sold I am on a team that just got their first loss with the Carolina Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, just, I'm just not a believer. You know, I, I, I just – I mean, what a season they're having. They're really having a great season. I, I just – I'm just not convinced, Anthony. And I, too, am saying that the Cardinals are going to be the NFC champions and the NFC representative in the Super Bowl. And also, they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm pretty sure. I, 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 how do you just, at this point, how can you say otherwise? Yep, their defense looks dominant. Uh, they have three very good wide receivers. They've got an MVP quarterback, and now they've got a running back. As good as Chris Johnson was and as talented Andre Allington is, David Johnson is a beast. And uh, he's t- changed that offense, made it even better. Uh, Arizona Cardinals are a pick for Super Bowl 50 champions. All right, folks, we are out of time. want to thank everybody for listening, whether you listened live today on Blog Talk Radio or at any point on on iTunes. And don't forget, go to iTunes, download, subscribe, comment, rate the show. Just do a search for the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. It will pop right up, and we do appreciate the support. I um, want to remind everybody you could follow the show on Twitter at A Aniano Fantasy, on Facebook at the Anthony Aniano Fantasy Sports Show. Make sure you follow us on those pages. Uh, we'll let you know when the next show is. Um, we'll, we, uh, we may come back, talk some fa- uh, play or football, but baseball's coming in a hurry. I've got a lot to say about some play, uh, uh, off-season baseball moves and help you prepare for your fantasy baseball season. Uh, drafts will be coming up. You know, mock drafts are starting for fantasy baseball. Start doing them now. 
Start preparing. By March, all drafts are all in. So make sure you tune in here. I'll give you my rankings and my thoughts and my surprises and all of that fun stuff. Doug, great job as always, my friend. Have a wonderful New Year's Eve, a safe one, and uh, a happy New Year to you, my friend. Thanks. You too, Anthony. What a season. This is a perfect season that shows why people love and hate fantasy football and cannot stay away. What a season it's been. Outstanding. A lot of fun doing the show with you. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Great job. And uh, 2015 is over for us here, folks. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you next year.